This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Mental abuse, physical abuse. Um, he bashed me. Uh, he spoke down to me every day like I was worthless, you know what I mean? Um, called me names and you name it, you know what I mean? He really isolated me and pushed me out of the family um, and made it known that, you know, I was on my own. Hey everyone, welcome to the Stillness Podcast. Our goal today with this podcast and the Pottery Studio is to introduce you to ways you can find stillness in your life. Our guest today is going to share his horror story growing up and how it led him down a path of self-destruction and violence. Thankfully, through spiritual development, he was able to channel this energy into manifesting and building a brand. At age 14, he started his clothing brand, which still is alive today, and a side business print shop. I have no doubt in my mind that this story is going to shock many of you, but I think it will inspire those in a similar position. I'd like to now welcome Lee J. Search from Admissive Clothing. Thanks for having me. I'm, uh, I'm stoked to be here. Um, a bit nervous because I've never shared, shared this story before, um, but I'm looking forward to it. You know, if it can help one person, then that's all I can ask for, you know what I mean? I have no and, doubt uh, you're going to inspire everyone. so i want to get to where admissive clothing is today but i think it's better giving it to you and you'll tell us the whole story all right um well i guess we're gonna go back to like my childhood you know what i mean um my mum had me at 18 three days after her 18th birthday um so my parents were young you know what i mean she already had a lot of issues going on with herself her her mum died when she was 14 and her dad um wasn't there emotionally for her so Anyway, we um, we moved up to the Sunshine Coast on our own when I was a baby, um, lived up here for a bit, and then we went back to Warwick, which is our hometown. Um, she got with my brother's dad and her ex-husband while we were there, um, and then we moved up back to the coast as a family. Um, <clears throat> he, he had a rough childhood as well, um, which he pushed on to me. He was a, a standover man, a forcer, a hustler, a drug dealer. Mm. You know, he was a career criminal. So, so, so when you say um, that your stepdad pushed his trauma onto you, what what does that look like? Um, mental abuse, physical abuse. Um, he bashed me. Uh, he spoke down to me every day like I was worthless, you know what I mean? Um, called me names and you name it, you know what I mean? He really isolated me and pushed me out of the family mm. um, and made it known that, you know, I was on my own. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Example? Uh, well, you know, every day he'd, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the word or yeah. not, but he'd call me a faggot, you know what I mean? Stuff like that, just push negativity and stuff on me, you know? I, I can remember this story, um, one day him and my brother were working um, in the garage, you know what I mean, on his car. Yeah. I walked out and a big smile on my face and asked if I could help and he told me to F off, faggot, get back inside um, where the bitches are, you know, with your mum. And, uh, you know, so that's a little taste of uh, yeah. my everyday life. And I was just a happy, smiley kid, you know what I mean? I didn't, didn't you know, try not to take it to heart, try to brush it off and, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it all kind of started there, you know. Um, I've dealt with mental health my whole life and pretty much until I was like 20, I didn't even know what it was, you know what I mean? I um, dealt with it with very destructive ways and, and pretty much... Um, copied what i seen growing up you know what i mean in in lots and lots of ways uh exact what, what what does that look like because obviously does that isolate you at school when you're um, growing up like yeah it did in a way you know what i mean like i was always it was, it was a weird um thing like i was friends with everyone in a way but i chose not to hang out with the popular people i just mm. didn't like it. i didn't mesh with it it wasn't my style so i choose to put myself in other groups or hang around multiple groups you know what i mean and i tended to hang out with the older people a lot you know what i mean um but i was an outcast at school i was always different you know what i mean um I felt outcasted my whole life, to be honest with you. That's why I've created this life. And, um, yeah. But, like, you know, I didn't even know what PTSD was until a few years ago and stuff like that. And I realized, like, I battled with it my whole life. And I know exactly where it started. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to talk about that story here today. Yeah. Um, not many people know it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I think it's, I know I've heard a few before, but I think context for everyone else yeah i know that's like getting called those names is pretty bad but I, there's there's a lot worse that oh, i've heard yeah um 
Yeah, that's nothing. That, that, like the names and stuff are breaking the surface. That's yeah. that's nothing at all. Let's pick something else that a ten-year-old um, okay. AJ search goes through when he's growing up. Okay. Um. So here's a story. This is what. Oh, this is the last night I remember ever having a good sleep. You know what I mean? Like a full non-broken sleep. And it's um. My mum was working nights, and uh, my stepdad was uh, babysitting us, and um. We went to bed, normal night, you know what I mean? I'm on the top bunk, we're sharing bunk beds, me and my brother. And I remember going to sleep, you know, sleeping on a cloud, you know, that's how I used to explain it, I was that asleep. And I just remember, like, I just got ripped out of bed, you know what I mean, mid-sleep, and just started getting laid into, and I had no clue what was going on, and my stepdad just laying into me, and I opened up my eyes to him, and he's going, why did you do it, why did you do it? And I was, like, I don't even think I was 10 then, maybe 8, 9, 10 maximum, and I didn't know what was going on, you know, he's like, why'd you do it, and just kept hitting me, and I'm like, what did I do, what did I do, I don't know, and I was like begging for mercy, literally, you know what I mean, like as a child, I should say, like he's covered in tattoos, head to toe, you know what I mean, he's a big boy, like when he was in jail, he got that big that he split his muscles, you know what I mean, so he's a big boy, um, and I guess that's why I don't fear human beings, you know what I mean, I grew up with that, but anyway, he was laying into me, laying into me, and I had no clue what it was about, I was asking like, what, just tell me what, he's like, why did you break the PlayStation game? And I was like, huh? I had no clue, you know what I mean? He's laying into me over a PlayStation game. Mm. And I'm like, I didn't do it. He just kept laying into me, smacking me as hard as he could and stuff like that. And um, I was thinking, like, I thought I was going to die. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, I didn't know at that age. And um, I'm thinking, I'm just going to have to lie. Like, I'm going to have to lie my way out of this. I'm going to have to tell him because he said, he kept saying, just admit you did it. Just admit you did it and I'll stop. So I thought, the only way I'm going to get out of this, I'm going to have to lie and say I did it. And I said, okay, okay, I, I did it, I did it. And then he's like, maybe I made a story up quickly, you know, I broke it and I put it in the bin, rah, rah, rah. And he's like, all right, see, was that that hard? And I was like, no. And then he just started hitting me even harder, like just wailing into me. He's like, this is for lying, this is for lying, you know what I mean? And um, my mum come home later on and she uh, she said, you're an idiot, blah, blah, like, I, Bodie broke the game and I chuck it in, you know, that's my little brother, I broke, he broke the game and I chucked it away, you know, Mm. Um, and it went back to normal, you know what I mean, like, I woke up the next day, and my back, and bum, and legs, and all that were purple, you know what I mean, like, I remember looking in the mirror, just like, and um, nothing was ever said, I was never apologised to, my mum never said, it was just like, swept under the rug, and get on Mm. with it, you know what I mean, so, that affected me in ways I didn't even realise, you know what I mean, And, and i that was the last night I ever remember sleeping properly, you know what I mean? And through my teen years, I got stories about that, not being able to sleep properly and that. But yeah, that's where a lot of my issues started. So I I think we're all getting a picture of what sort of monster this guy is, but maybe, you know, tell us what other kind of things you were around, like he was involved with crime. What does that look like? What sort of crime? Um, well, there's a night, you know what I mean? Um like, there's plenty of nights, but for example, so for the first 10 years of my life, like, we had the best of the best clothes and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, he was a criminal, so he didn't work a job, but he had drug runners and stuff working for him. And I remember, like, say, a couple times a year, you know what I mean? We'd get working up at 12 o'clock at night, and his drug runners would be coming in and pouring out backpacks full of, like, Adidas clothing and Nike and stuff like that, all in our sizes, because he'd write a list and get them to go do over places, you know what I mean, for stuff like that. So I was surrounded by that constantly, you know what I mean? And there's a, one night I remember in particular that a couple of his drug runners were stealing money or product, you know what I mean? So he, he sorted them out all in one night, you know what I mean? So one of them, we're sitting in the lounge room, just a normal family night, and one comes to walk in the front door and he like just punches him as hard as he could out off our front step, you know what I mean? And and then this guy lands on the front bottom of our car and he just jumps on him and starts pumping him in front of all of us, you know what I mean? Like the next guy invited around, he threw him through our front fence. And then he goes for a drive, like we're in bed at this time or whatever. He goes for a drive to this other guy's place and um, this guy's having a party with all his friends there. And this is the type of guy Jason is and I guess I get that from him, you know what I mean? Um, I guess that's the type of guy my ex-stepdad was and that's where I got it from, you know what I mean? He was a standover guy and just didn't fear anyone, you know what I mean? So he rocks up to this party and calls old mate out the front and um, old mate grabs a baseball bat and uh, smashes his leg and breaks it, you know what I mean? He grabs the bat out of his hand and smashes it over his head and stuff like that. Anyway, I, I wake up to my mum in tears, this and that. It must be been one o'clock in the morning that we've got to go get her ex-husband, you know what I mean? So... 
we're driving in and we pick him up. He's there. He's got a broken leg, but, you know, we take him home. And, yeah, like, that was pretty average, you know what I mean? Pretty normal. Um, mm. I thought it was normal, you know what I mean? Mm. But the other kids at school and stuff didn't experience that. Mm. Um, so that now, you know, you... you you leave that life or your mum walks so, away from him? Yeah, about 10 years old, my mum, um, you know, finally got the courage and had enough and she left him, um, you know what I mean? And then around that age, you know, she was a single mum and mm. I should say, like, my real dad lives in Warwick, you know, um, and and then my brother's uh, dad, he that they, they didn't pay child support or anything like that, you know what I mean? So it was all on my mum. Mm. She just worked a job and, and raised us two boys on her own. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, after that, I started finding myself a bit and getting confident and like speaking out, um, probably a bit too much, turned into a bit of a smart ass and stuff. And just like from 10 years on to like, say, uh, 21 or so when I went full time with my business, I was just like, would tell people how it is no matter what, just no, nah, that's not, you know what I mean? Would spew it. Cause I guess it was like counteracting from being suppressed for so long. Mm. Um, yeah. So I started like finding myself a bit, you know what I mean? And I should say back when I was a kid, you know, my only escape was the Krusty Demons, you know? Like, mm. I got my first movie when I was six years old and that saved my life, man. Like, that got me through everything, you know? that's that I went to bed every night dreaming of being a Krusty Demon and creating this life, you know what I mean? Um, so that was always the underlying goal. Mm. Um, but, you know, uh, my parents being young, they didn't believe in me at all. It was mm. a joke, you know what I mean? It was, so... I try not to take that to heart and just, you know, I knew deep within me I could do what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, so I, I don't think the audience has been told about your motorbike. Yeah, no. I will, um, I'm probably a bit confused, so maybe explain a bit about that. Because you obviously, as a young, um, when you were nine, you're almost mani- you're manifesting that. Really. Yeah, yeah. So I, what did I, become? I, so the life I live today, I manifested that from a young child. Like, I'll get that out of the way now, you know what I mean? I was manifesting stuff before I even knew what manifestation was. Um, you know, so like I used to watch these movies, Crusty Demons, which is freestyle motocross and stuff, and that's all I wanted to do, you know what I mean? I just wanted to ride freestyle. That's who I identified with, those guys, you know what I mean? They live life on the edge, have fun, didn't care what anyone thinks, and, you know, and, and put it all on the line. Um, so I grew up wanting to do that, you know what I mean? And that, that was, that was happening, you know what I mean? Like I had a dirt bike in Warwick, but I could only go down there on holidays. Mm. Um, so I was only riding, you know, a couple of times a year, you know what I mean? But I was giving it all when I was down there and I was like convincing my dad to help me build ramps and, you know, cause he had a farm and like, you know, he didn't have much money and stuff then, but he was trying to help as much as he could. And, you know, he had his own issues too. He was young as sleeping around with different women constantly partying hard, you know, all the stuff. So like it was unstable down there for me too. The only stable I really had in my life was my nana and pop and they lived in Warwick too you know what I mean so yeah I was dreaming going down there riding dirt bikes stuff like that and I was coming back here and like I didn't have a bike you know I mean I had BMX and stuff like that but I was still manifesting still manifesting um ride BMX every day stuff like that um you know, I started drinking, like, binge drinking, uh, like, 13, you know what I mean? Probably before then, like, I was stealing cigarettes and stealing drinks off people, this and that, and just, you know, me and my friends, you know what I mean? We'd, mm. we'd be doing, drinking that, you know, this and that. I didn't realise at the time that, that was to escape, you know what I mean? Um, fast forward to, like, say, so I had, so mum and him broke up when I was 10, mm. um, and 14, I started my proper brand, but I'd had a, like, which is admissive clothing, which I still do to this day, mm-hmm. but I'd had other brands on the side, you know what I mean? I, I had probably started my first brand when I was seven, like dead yeah. set, you know what I mean? Um, I got stickers done at for Sticker Man, you know, stuff like that. So I was always doing it, you know what I mean? Um, 14 comes- Pure bread, entrepreneur. Yeah, man. Like, I've missed a lot of things, and this is more about mental health, so we can get on, like, get into it in another podcast or something like that, but, like, I had my first business when I was, like, seven, you know what I mean? I'd buy push bike, get my grandparents to buy push bikes from garage sales and stuff. I'd spray paint them. They probably mm. didn't look good, trust me, <laughs> looking back now, and then I'd resell them. Mm. Another one was, like, I'd literally go down my grandparents' street and, like, steal fruit out of all the backyards, and then I'd set up a stall at the front of my grandparents' house and resell the fruit back, you know what I mean? <laughs> So, yeah, the entrepreneur spirit and uh, was always there, always from a child, you know what I mean? But, yeah, so um, I was been like back to when I was like 13, you know what I mean, and finding myself and stuff, riding BMX every day, going to school, you know. Um, my stepdad was long gone so I could be myself, be funny, be outgoing, be who I wanted to be, you know what I mean? Um, 
to a certain extent. Like my mum was still going through stuff too and, mm. you know, she suppressed me a fair bit too without meaning to. Yeah. But anyway, so I started Missive Clothing at 14 years old, um, which was my escape, you know what I mean? I was dealing with so many emotions and so many like feelings I didn't know what it was, you know what I mean? Like, man, I've had ADD my whole life. I didn't even know like till in my like 18, 19, 20. Same yeah. with PTSD, same with like clinical depression, all that stuff. So I was dealing with this stuff and um, trying to find ways to yeah. cope with it, you know what I mean? And I knew that being a normal person in society, get, working a nine to five, stuff like that was never going to give me that fulfillment that I needed to like overcome what I'd already been through from such a young age and to carry me through life, you know what I mean? I always wanted bigger or, and it was always about the passion, mm. you know what I mean? Um, I'll just quickly touch on that ADHD thing because I think a lot of a lot of us, I mean, I definitely would have been diagnosed that if we went to the doc- yeah. doctors and got diagnosed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think there's probably a, um, what's the word, kind of, it's a blessing that yeah. we didn't because I've got mates who are, you know, addicted to dexamphetamines. Yeah, 100%, man. Best thing ever happened. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And that's like bloody legal speed. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. Like, that's what I mean. The pharmaceutical companies, boom, 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 boom. And I'm so glad, you know what I mean, that I didn't go down that because it would have like drained out the part I need to keep pushing through all the adversity and stuff that I come about in my life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because but, you can always find a creative outlet to let that energy oh, into, which is what you're about to go into, which... 100%, man. And you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. Like, um, they're quick to prescribe you stuff that's going to take that away. But what about it channeling it? You know what I mean? Like, there's a quote, I can't remember, that says, if you judge a fish on how it can climb a tree, you know what I mean? And that's mm, like the schooling... Yeah, it's like the, the schooling system to a T, you know what I mean? Um, I was proven from... Like, if anyone had taken notice of me, they would have seen that I had big dreams. I could have made any of that happen, you know what I mean? But it was all joke to everyone because I didn't um I couldn't fit into like school I didn't thrive because I wasn't interested if I wanted to thrive at school I you could couldn't have. read I think you said I, I was pretty illiterate you know what I mean yeah. like I remember growing up and I fucking like I'd, I'd read like six and read it as sex you know what I mean and be so certain like I'd stuff up words all the time especially reading in front of the class and stuff and that really played on my mind like I remember reading like and slowing every word down so I'd get out of that habit and just teaching myself to like no this isn't gonna happen you know what mm. i mean i was really bad at maths like always failed at maths you know what i mean um i never read books and now i can't stop reading books you know what i mean yeah, I it's see. it's um crazy like that you know what i mean but i guess the way um you've, Mis- you've obviously read um the secret yeah 100 percent, man 100 percent, and that's what actually triggered all this like i read the secret or watched the secret and read it and then um, that triggered me to start learning about energy and and you know manifestation and all these other things that's literally where it all started um but i guess the way admissive come about is uh because i grew up dreaming of being a crusty demon and stuff like mm-hmm. that but i looked i was really obsessive with things you know what i mean like um i'd look right into the backstory of things and stuff like that and, you know, at that time, it was going like, um, if you couldn't backflip and do all these crazy tricks, you're done. Like, half mm. the riders were out overnight, you know what I mean, when the backflip come in and stuff like that. So, as a young kid, I wanted to plan ahead because I knew this was my lifestyle, this was for me. So, I thought, how can I remain in the... Because in- like, everyone, I should say, like, everyone was getting in my head, like, oh, you need an apprenticeship, or you need this, or you need that, a, f- a backup plan, um, in case your riding doesn't make it. Mm. All right. I'll make a backup plan that still revolves around riding. You know what I mean? I can still be in the industry, you know? Like, Mm. if I was in a wheelchair, well, guess what? I can still screen print shirts and and send my own product out and do stuff like that and sponsor other up-and-coming athletes Mm. and help them reach their goals and dreams. You know what I mean? So you've got a backup plan for... A motocross. Yeah, for freestyle so, which motocross. Which is admissive, and then you got the backup for admissive, which is screen printing. Yeah, which... Back um, up for the backup. Which, mm, I guess it wasn't really a backup because I don't believe in having a plan B, yeah. plan A, but yeah. that was always plan A, no matter what. Like, So I was going to have riding, the clothing brand, and the screen printing business. Mm. To me, that was the one thing with just multiple streams, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I started doing that. And, man, I come from, like, a family of criminals and stuff, you know what I mean? So, I was I had no clue about technology at all. But I, I used it as my escape for mental health and stuff, you know what I mean? So, it's like, I didn't even know how a T-shirt was printed, man, um, when I first started. And I just researched everything. And back then, man, it's not like it was now. Like, you can go on and everything's there. Like, there was not even videos on YouTube how to um, screen print properly, you know, stuff yeah. like that. 
So you, you self-taught? Yeah, self-taught all the way. Um, but then over the years, like, I honed my skills. So I uh, taught myself how to screen print, and then I'd go uh, work at a screen print shop mm. for free or, you know, swap them for product, this and that. For so, free? Yeah, for free. How yeah. long for? Uh, over a year, man. Something I'm so, like, just trying to tell people like you yeah. have to go and work for free yeah yeah you like, gotta you gotta pay your dues yeah. you know what i mean like you gotta pay your dues to the universe let alone other people you know what i mean um everyone's so caught up in the instant gratif- gratification of stuff and that's not how this works mm. um you know it's like the people that go out and buy a brand new car as soon as they're in business and this and that i guess like that's their peak i guess like because mate uh, my peak is not gonna be forever you know what i Infinite. mean yeah i, I want to keep going like, that's how i thrive in life is setting new goals and that and i'll get into that because that's what saved my life a lot too you know what i mean so before we get into that we want to talk about what well, you said save your life so give me a couple of examples on where you were heading you're 18 17 18 19. Oh, well, like before then man i was binge drinking f- uh, 13 14 like i started missive mm. and then um i got with i got into a real toxic relationship you know what i mean and it wasn't till later on i went and um spoke to like counselors and stuff and they say that you usually replicate like if someone hurts you in your childhood you usually replicate that in your first love um so you know i I didn't realize all these underlying issues were there you know what i mean um so i got with this girl and like it was crazy love you know um young high school stuff like that but she was constantly cheating on me you know what i mean and stuff like that and um it was really triggering my mental health and i didn't even know because i didn't know i had these issues Mm. you know what i mean she wasn't a very like I don't want to put it down stuff. She's not a very nice person. You know what I mean? She had a lot of her own issues going on and um, from her own stuff. And, you know, she projected all that onto me, you know what I mean? And took it out on me um, in the ways of like, you know, I wasn't even allowed. I'd already been beaten up, you know, over my childhood mentally and physically and stuff like that. And then like, I started being like, I'm going to, I'm going to start a clothing brand and rah, rah, rah. And like, if I had showed any like subtle self-belief, those around me, including her would cut me down. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're so cocky. Oh, you're so up yourself. And I'm thinking deep down, I don't believe in myself at all. You know what I mean? I'm trying to like, I do deep, deep down, but there's layers and layers of self-doubt and all those things that I was told as a kid. You know what I mean? Um, you probably attracted her in your life oh, because of where you were at. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like what you put out there is what you get back in ways. You know what I mean? And I didn't even know I was putting things out there because, like, dude, I was raised behind Forza pretty much. You know, like he was a piece of you know what. Mm. Um, every he every room he walked in, man, he was intimidating people. You know what I mean? And putting them down. And you know, he was he was a real intimidating person. You know, um, so that's all I kind of knew. I I didn't replicate that. I wanted to be the opposite. Like I've always tried to bring people up, and you know, that's the thing. A lot of people have mistaken my kindness for weakness over the years, and that first relationship was one of them. You know what I mean? Um, I just touched on the um, like Lee J's been renting a his screen printing business has been next to the pottery studio for what two years or something yeah, two years. and we've said g'day a few times but yeah. it's only really till he since he made the decision to relocate yep. and lifted himself out of the state he was going into that kind which of, was suicidal and depression yeah. and stuff like that um i'm not here to sugarcoat anything you know what i mean i was my son was born say four or five months ago and um my print business is another like I'm going to get into patterns, you know, like in this podcast, I want to talk about patterns because there's a lot of things that as human beings, we don't realize we make the same patterns yeah. and that, that's what I'm getting at now. You know, it started with my stepdad, then it goes to this toxic relationship and then there's other things throughout my life that were the same pattern, you know what I mean? Made me feel the same way. Yeah. And uh, my print business has been that a lot, you know what I mean? Because I wasn't healed within myself. So I attracted a lot of shit customers, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like we, and I got this opportunity to speak on this podcast because like I opened up to Rod, I was going through some serious stuff and just one day we, all it took, like, I don't know, you just said something to me and then I opened up, mm. just pff, spewed it on and, and then here we are, you know mm. what I mean? Um, and yeah. now you're attracting things that are probably better for you and your oh, life, you're very happy and absolutely. now you're probably going to be able to help someone else in your situation. Absolutely, man. And uh, I actually remember being a kid just wanting to do this, you know what I mean? Get my story out there and if it could help other people, then that's all I want, you know, because there were certain dudes like, you know, certain crusty demons and stuff like that that I looked up to that would share what they'd been through and man, that that saved my life in ways because it was like, I'm not alone. Like, because mm. everywhere, my whole family, everyone around me, I felt alone. I was always alone from a child, you know what I mean? It was me, uh, against everyone you know what i mean that's how i felt no one truly had my back so what's the um someone else is going through the same thing i know you just said something to me i can't even remember what it was i think you actually said something to jai and i came over but 
what's your what do you say what should they do what should what, someone in your situation who's you know ready to take their life stop listening to everyone else you know what I mean because you realize uh, society's full of people that project their own insecurities onto you so you need to block out all the noise go within like people are scared to sit within themselves and scared to be alone mm. but because it is it's very cr- confrontational you know what i mean there's things you don't want to deal with but to heal and come out and be a better person you need to you know what i mean i've spent a lot of time alone over the years like at every stage you know what i mean even through that toxic relationship we'd be breaking up on and off this and that i'd i'd go through these stages where i just be with myself you know what i mean i started realizing a lot of things you know what i mean and you can't you like i've tried every way that's the thing like i've tried alcohol sex drugs like everything to to heal this and numb it out and the only thing that i've found is to be alone and be at one with yourself block out the noise and uh that's the only way to heal and know who you truly are and see a lot of my issues come from being told who i was my whole life i was always told who i was or who they thought i was or and it was never right I remember sitting there going, what? Like, I mustn't know myself because these, like, you know what I mean? And I, I didn't know myself, but I did know myself at the core. Mm. You know what I mean? But I didn't know myself because everyone was telling me who I was and this and that. Mm. So my number one thing is to, like, believe in yourself, man. Mm. Stop taking advice from everyone else because no one knows. Mm. And everything, like, everything's, people talk out of fear. You know what I mean? Like, that's one thing I've had conversations with my mum now and stuff like that. And she says, like, a lot of the things she used to try and suppress or turn, um, talk me out of was because of fear. Mm. And it's like, I don't get that, man, because what's there to fear about letting a kid chase their dream? You know what I mean? <laughs> Literally. Um, but yeah, like... Um, There's a lot of people who also tell, the, like you said, society tells the story. Yeah. People, I mean, obviously you probably latch onto the story, but a lot of people tell themselves the story from fear. Yeah. Like, you know... I can't do this. Yeah. We all have two voices in our head. There's the, see, I call, well, you know, people, entrepreneurs, stuff, we call the bitch voice. And, you know, that's like anxiety and all that stuff. And then there's your your intuition, you know, your true, your your soul. Um, You need to be able to sit with yourself long enough to differentiate the two. You know what I mean? Um, One thing I've learned about like nervousness and stuff like that is society talks about nervousness as a bad thing and this and that. Well, for me to become a professional athlete and stuff like that, you have to actually turn that nervousness and realize it's excitement because you're about to do something awesome. Like Literally me this that, morning because I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. I didn't practice this. Exactly. Same, <laughs> man. Like I had all these notes written down, stuff like this because like this is the first time my story is going to be heard so I didn't want to ruin it and then I just said, no, nah, let's just go with it. You don't need to rehearse your own story. Yeah, you know? exactly. And But like I didn't want to leave anything out. That's yeah. more of it because, yeah. you know, I always said um, – I'm going to write a book one day and I'm going to share all this stuff in it. And then people that were sitting in the same room as me at the time of that story or whatever, mm. are going to be like, what? I didn't realize he was thinking like that. Or, you know, I didn't realize he was going through that because um, I honestly didn't realize I had a lot of problems until I got older. All right. So you touched on patterns before. I actually think, I think that's important that we cover yep. that because we've only got an hour. Yeah. Yep. So um, I've looked into it a lot and, you know, like as human beings, we tend to uh, go down the same patterns, you know what I mean? Especially when we feel bad about ourselves and stuff like that. So there's a, a lot of patterns that stand out in my life, say, for example, stemming from, say, my ex-stepdad and stuff like that. So it'd be like, he left at 10, then I got into a toxic relationship at 14, started hanging out with to- like friends that weren't my style, this and that, partying heaps, suppressing it, rah, rah, rah. Um, I moved out. Uh, we broke up at like, say, 18. I moved out to Yandina, which is like 30 minutes from where I grew up. And it's like kind of like a little country town kind of thing. And that's where my growth really started um, and my spiritual stuff. But it also, a lot of patterns followed, you know what I mean, without realizing it and um, followed me into my business life, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, But pretty much, you know, like patterns, like every time my life was going awesome, I'd fall into a pattern, you know what I mean? Like, and uh, self-sabotage in a way. So, you know, uh, I moved out there. Um, it was great because uh, I, I I was fighting a lot, man. Like when I was in in the main part Fridays, stuff like that. Like I'd fight every weekend. You know what I mean? Just to get my anger out. And it wasn't like I wasn't looking for it, but I guess I used to say I never started fights. Blah blah. I just finished them, this and that. But no, I did start them um, without knowing. Um, but pretty much because I had all that pent up energy and stuff, and anger and hurt, all that stuff. Um, I just like it. 
something would happen at a bar, for example, like some, we'd bump into each other and knock their drink out there, like trying to be tough, this and that, because we knocked a drink and I want to kill this person because they abused me my whole life. You know what I mean? Like I didn't realize that, but that's what like um, I put it to. So anyone like that, I'll just punch on. And like I never knew, I kept coming out on top, I'm like how did that happen? You know what I mean? That guy's twice the size of me. Rah, rah, rah. And it wasn't until I like went and got like help later on in life, they said that because um, I suppressed the feeling so bad and never dealt with it, every time I got into a fight, it was like fighting my um, ex-stepdad. Yeah, right. um, and using that pain so I was like literally life or death and um, yeah that's how I was dealing with that stuff because you talk about blacking out yeah so, yeah so. so I used to black out I still do like I, I've worked out a lot but say for example I'd black out and I the more I think about that, I think it was to protect myself, like protect me mentally and not cause any more issues because like I'd black out before the fight and come to after it just covered in blood and this person's, yeah, you know what I mean? And lots of people saw it. It was in public constantly. Like, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. Um, I was going to... Uh, Surprised I, you didn't end up in jail. Well, I got threatened with jail many a times, man. Um, I don't know how I got out of it, but yeah, I was I was going down a path of either going to be dead or in jail. That was the only two ways. And I've actually had a lot of like a few close calls of nearly killing people in a fight, stuff like that. And um, yeah, it was nearly all over from there. But yeah, so after all that real destructive time, just like being a young idiot, you know what I mean, just trying to get that frustration out. And yeah, I didn't know how to channel it properly, and I wasn't. Like, I was still riding and stuff, but I could only ride on holidays, you know what I mean? And I was dating this chick, so it seemed like every time I went away, she'd cheat on me, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I stopped going down there, and, you know, like I said, like, my dad was sleeping around a lot, and, like, he was young too, you know what I mean? So I had no stability down there besides my grandparents, and growing up, I just, like, I got over it, so I started going out here with my friends, you know, because I was missing out on a lot too. Like, I would go back to school, and everyone's talking about all this stuff they did, and, like, at the time, like, I took it for granted, I guess, but I'd just go down and ride dirt bikes and stuff, but everyone's playing, having play dates and this and that, mm. seeing each other on holidays, and I was missing out on all that. Um, but yeah, so I moved out, I went through all that stuff and then like, I moved out to Andina at 19 and it was the best thing ever, man. Like I had a comp, like I had a compound in my backyard. I was only renting this place, but I lived there for seven years. I had a foam pit, resi, ramps, all this stuff in my backyard, you know what I mean? And, um, so I just went ham, like I was riding pit bikes mainly then and, uh, BMX, you know what I mean? Cause when I found pit bikes, it was like, whoa, this is like a dirt bike and a BMX with an engine. You know what I mean? It's both in one. And, mm. you know, I had a lot of opportunities and stuff like that on them. So I just started riding heaps, but I was partying just as much cause I was 19, you know what I mean? And like all my friends are older and that, but, uh, every weekend I'd have 10 people out of my house, you know, constantly just drugs, alcohol, party. Like we just had our own world and we'd ride bikes just constantly. You know what I mean? Um, so there was a stage there, man, that I didn't ride sober, you know what I mean? And that's ridiculous, you know what I mean? Like every time we turn into us drinking, um, stuff like that. So I was repeating those patterns because I hadn't healed any of that stuff. The, 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 like... I was never happy, you know what I mean, working another job, I've, I've done everything you can think of, I started like welding apprenticeships, um, landscaping, this and that, I was trying to find my thing, I actually quit my apprenticeship, sorry to backtrack a bit, but like I quit my apprenticeship because the depression was so bad when I was like 16, 17 and stuff from like dating that chick and my own actions and doing all this stuff, I just was not happy man, that was like the first taste of like wanting to be suicidal, like I was suicidal and like, wanting to kill myself and stuff all around those years and um i tried to you know what i mean like i've tried to a few times over the years you know what i mean um i can get into that later but um yeah it's like i quit my apprenticeship because it was just too much couldn't deal with it you know what i mean and um not too much in like the sense of it was hard it was just too much in like this is not what i want to do and i'd already started my clothing brand at 14 and i just felt like earning eight bucks an hour seven bucks an hour whatever i couldn't fund it you know what i mean i was used to putting half my paycheck in when i'd work part-time jobs and i was still in school and stuff and i went nah stuff this you only live once you know what i mean i'm gonna quit my apprenticeship and i'm gonna chase this dream um I went and got like a, I went and got a job painting, like painting houses, labouring and stuff. And I did that for years and um, that was funding admissive on the side. So I was like buying screen printing equipment and just hobby stuff and, and learning the whole process behind the scenes. Yeah. I was still paying like other local screen printers to do my stuff, but I was doing that on the side too. 
Um, I was also actually like through my teen years uh, ordering hundreds of shirts and stuff from China as well. You know what I mean? So like uh, that's been like the hardest thing to adapt to now with my screen printing business, dealing with people that have got no clue. And I I get it. Like I had no clue at one stage too, but this is what I wanted to do. So I educated myself on it. You know what I mean? And like I was 15 ordering hundreds of shirts from China, being all professional, this and that. And I was a street kid. You know what I mean? Um, So yeah, I... Backtracked to then I've moved out to Yandina stuff like that and um, I was still painting and that but I was just having a hard time man like this is not what I want to do and I started like getting pretty good at like riding to again like I should say back when I was um, a teenager 14 stuff like that I got my first sponsors and shit I was doing really well on dirt bikes like hitting 65 foot um, heel clickers supermans all that type of stuff and for that age that was pretty good you know what I mean I started getting a couple clothing sponsors stuff like that mm. but I pissed that career up the wall um, with the toxic relationship not knowing how to deal with my stuff like, like I said I stopped going down to work and all that um, so then, yeah, I had my second chance at this and I was still drinking and this and that, but I had shows coming up and I got asked to do shows and admissive was like popping off and this, like in my garage, I was still doing it, but I was getting momentum and that. Um, and I just was not happy doing what I wanted to do. So I wanted to chase the dream. Um, I asked my boss, uh, painting boss, I said, look, man, I want to chase my dream. I've got an opportunity to ride shows, travel the country. You know what I mean? Can I drop back to three days a week? Um, so I can travel the Thursday and Friday, stuff like that. Yeah, mate, no worries. He he was very supportive of it, you know what I mean? He even offered to buy half of Admissive out when I was um, when I was like 18, even though he'd done it when we were drunk at the pub, tried to do those ones. I'm so glad I didn't do it. Um, it was $80,000, but you know what I mean? And at that time, that was massive, you know what I mean? I was barely making anything, you know what I mean? Just sinking all back in, stuff like that. Um, anyway, he was cool with that, you know what I mean? But... Um, he had this manager working for him, man, and he was like, I guess like, I get it now why the boss did it, but all of us workers hate it, but because I'm a boss myself now and have the business employees, this and that, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had this manager, man, and this manager's never painted in his life. Like, he, he ran IGAs, like he was a manager of IGA, and he just talked down to me. You, 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 mm-hmm. you could tell he'd never had um, authority over someone like me. And, like, I never, like, oh, I've had a sleeve since I was, like, 17 and stuff, you know? Like, I used to get bikey tattoo artists to tattoo at me 15, stuff like that. Not to look tough, but, like, you know, just that's who I was. That's what I grew up around, stuff like that. But I knew I could fight. Like, I, and I was, like, been through more than um, most people have. And when you get smacked around your shoulder, you realize getting punched don't hurt. You know what I mean? So that followed me through. But anyway, so I, I never used that, though, against people like him. I was always nice, this and that. And that's another where he staked my kindness for weakness. You know what I mean? So he talked down, talked down. And I was just going through a lot of stuff, man. And I'm um, trying to find myself. And certain things would trigger, like, all the child stuff that I suppressed and I still hadn't known about it so you just went full-time admissive after that yeah well um I I'd already been doing stickers like you know I bought a vinyl cutter which makes stickers back in 2010 and I was doing that from home and I still mm. did it at home stuff like that like really hustling on the side anyway mm. for admissive sake um I even like sign wrote a whole uh, motorbike shop mm. from my bedroom at my mum's house with my vinyl cutter like cut all the signs put them into postage tubes and sent them down and old mate installed them yeah, and he cool. was also stocking admissive at the time so this was all going on before I was um 18 you know what I mean like my teen years I was still getting stuff done you know what i mean um throughout the toxic stuff going on as well so how did you break how did you break the pattern so you've told us a lot of yeah so like that's like that's the problem with this i've got got deep stories and it's got to do it or you're not going to understand it so for example i lost my job right so then i just went full-time with um admissive and hustling and doing this you know what i mean i was manifesting and then um it was it was really hard man like i wasn't making much money like it was just surviving on what i had you know what i mean and um I uh, I was doing stickers and stuff for a friend, and then I, I was like, of this one afternoon, right? I was sitting there, I was really down, like my mental health was really playing up and stuff like that. And I was like, look, I'm gonna have to go back to work, man. I'm gonna have to get a real job again because I can't survive like this. And then I'm like, nah, look, I've got to find a screen printer. Like, I've got to find a local screen printer that can do like small runs of stuff. Because if I can get ten of this or five of this, whatever, I can hustle. You know, fifty, hundred, hundred, hundred fifty, and that's how I could like compound and you know mm. go from there. Um, anyway, I was like, yeah, yeah. And then I was thinking, like, I got to. And then I was st- talking out loud to myself. I'm like, nah, look, I'm gonna give it the best shot I can until Christmas. And if I can't make this happen, I'll go back to work. So I went, drove down the road, like literally 
like five things up from my house out at Yandina um, to install my uh, old school mate's um, signage on his boss's car. Mm. And I'm installing it. And I look over and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I see a full screen print shop. And I've lived there for like five, six years. And it's never open. This guy was doing it part-time. And I was like, what? And I walked in um, after I'd installed the stickers and stuff. And I'm talking to him and this and that. And I was just so like, wow, I can't believe this is here. And then I was asking him, I was talking about how I print stuff at home. And that I was looking to do smaller runs and stuff. And if he could do it. And he said, why don't you do it? You can come in here and use all my equipment. You can use my stuff. Um, you know, rah, rah, rah. And that's that's how I started working for him for free for over a year. You know what I mean? And ended up uh-huh. buying his business out, which was a 30-year business. Awesome. But the real thing about patents... There's, there's something interesting there where you could have decided, I'm going back to the job, and instead you decided, I'll give it six months, and you walk down the road and the, yeah. it's in your face the whole time. Exactly. And I should say, like, I manifested that print shop, man. Like, when I was still painting, um, I was talking to a mate. One day I was fed up. I'm like, no, nah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm sick of this, man. I'm going to I'm gonna start a screen print business and have and I rattled off all this stuff, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to have a sticker department, screen printing, so I could print other people's shirts when I'm not... Um, like when admissive's not selling as much, you know, because mm. the seasons go up and down, stuff like that. I walk in and this was that shop. Like I literally was envisioning this shop in my head when I was on that roof. What so, did he say? Yeah, he man, he was, the guy was mind-blowing, you know what I mean? Because like I was telling him all this stuff and like he's like, well, why don't you come back and um, I'll show you some printing stuff. Like, all right. I brought him some flannelettes that I printed myself and he's like looked at it and he went, in 30 years of screen printed, I've never seen anyone screen print on a flannel. You know what I mean? I was like, well, I didn't know I couldn't. And he's like, well, you can, obviously. <laughs> and stuff like that. So he was just stoked, man. He was like, oh, this kid, you know what I mean? So he let me in. I'd meet him in there and just like, we'd, I'd just do work for him for free. You know what I mean? And then he'd give me like, I'd, I'd, I was allowed to print my own admissive stuff for free. You know what I mean? And like, he'd give me free shirts, plain shirts, I um, mean, in, in return for printing jobs and stuff like that. So I was just pumping admissive and this and that. Mm. And then one day he offered me the job, like the, offered me the business. He's like, why don't you buy me out? And I was like, what? And I'm thinking, nah, I'll never be able to afford that. You know what I mean? This and that. Um, How did you afford it? Hustling, man. Hustling. You know what I mean? Like, uh, not always legal. You know what I mean? But to get... It was it was, um, it was only, say, 10 grand to get in. Like, he was going to sell me all his equipment and stuff, just not the name. Mm. And stuff like that. I got the business. Uh, yeah. and, and I could take over um, the lease and all this. <sighs> Even though there was a lot of... He owed a lot of money. Okay. There was a lot of problems because he went through a divorce. It was their family business. She walked away, but she ran the the behind the scenes, all the ordering, all this stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah, 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 yeah. Tell everyone you bought out this business, and blah, blah, blah. all right, no worries. Um, bringing up the suppliers, saying, "Oh, yep, um, I've bought out fads. Oh yeah, well they owe us five hundred dollars, so we're not selling you anything until you you pay that." I'm like, I'm not paying that. So I ring him. I'm like, mate. I had to subtly threaten him to pay off all this stuff because how the f- am I going to run this business you just sold me if I can't even get all the inks and stuff? Mm. Anyway, so got all that sorted out. And then the part that really, I had a mental breakdown, honestly, mm. after after a year and a half of doing that full time because mm. he was left, it was a mixture of like, he left a lot of stuff. Like I was getting phone calls like, where's me job, bro? And I'm like, what? what job? Who are you through? And then it's like this and that. Warren was meant to do it six months ago. And I'm like, oh, I bought this out. I have no clue. You know what I mean? Um, and that was the thing. He was meant to help me. As soon as he got the money, he bailed. He come in like three times. He was meant to come in for months, you know, just every few days and help me out this and that, get the jobs going. He bailed as soon as he got the money pretty much. Mm. But anyway, um, after a year or so, I, it was, I was suppressing everything. Because say from 10 years old to 21 or whenever I took that business over full time, uh, I told everyone how it was, you know what I mean? And then I had to learn to like be professional and like, because I was a kid, a lot of these adults would talk down to me and stuff. So it was like, I was suppressing stuff like they'd be talking to me like, like talking to me like shit. And I'd be like, yeah, mate, no worries. I'll get your job done. Rah, rah. If, in that, if that was the past, I'd have been like, booze arced up, you know what I mean? And they... But you know what I mean? I had to suppress that. So after a year and a half of doing that, I was like so suicidal, man. Like I used to walk in that shop and see myself hanging from the rafter. That's how bad it got. You know what I mean? Like literally see me perfectly hanging from that rafter and I knew I had to do something about it. And, you know, a lot of it comes from not doing my authentic self. That's every time 
I've got really depressed and suicidal is because I'm doing what everyone else wants me to do and not following my heart and my, my journey. Um, and the thing was, the print business took over Admissive and it was never meant to do that. Admissive always had more potential, everything like that, but I was putting the print business first because everyone was pushing their work on me and you know I was trying to keep everyone happy. Mm. You know what I mean? Just constantly trying to keep people happy to where it'd, it'd be months, you know what I mean? And I haven't released anything of Admissive and Admissive saved my life, you know what I mean? And like that's the only thing that ever got me through all these hard times, you know what I mean? So you, you, you walk into your shop and you see um, yourself hanging from the rafters. Yeah. What? How did you deal with that? Um, I kept trying to push through, you know what I mean? Um, but I really wanted to, like, my dog, my, my boy Sprocket, um, which I've got him tattooed here, he saved my life too, man. Like, if I, if I didn't get him at 17, I wouldn't be here, you know what I mean? Because there's times where I went to take my life and I looked, like, fading out after taking a heap of pills or something and I see him and I fought through it fought through it for him you know what I mean and I just I loved him I I, I love him more than anything you know what I mean like I know that sounds hectic because I got my son I love my son just as much you know what I mean but he's my first son you know what I mean Sprocket is my first son that's my boy he he taught me what unconditional love was because I'd never experienced that my whole childhood and stuff like that all I ever experienced was love what they wanted from me you know what I mean? And what they projected onto me, not loving me for who I truly was and letting me be me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so anyway, that that got really bad and I was like, this is not what I want to do. So I made a decision. I'm going to gut this place and I'm moving home. I live four, down, four houses down anyway. Like it was an industrial area, but I had one of the houses, only houses in it. I was like, I'm, I'm gutting this. I'm, I'm moving it home so I can focus on admissive. That's what I want to do. I don't want to print for everyone else. You know what I mean? I still want to do it on the side because I really enjoy it, but I'm going to do this. You know what I mean? And I really got it cranking. Um, <laughs> And it was all happening. I was riding professionally, all these things throughout this time, riding shows every weekend, stuff like that. <laughs> and then um, I got into another toxic relationship, didn't I? Because um, I sabotaged myself. And I spent two years in that. And it was just constant mind games. And um, like she had a lot of issues of herself because I seemed to go for those girls up until my current partner. She's the first one and I healed myself and that's how I got her. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this relationship sent me down a lot of stuff too and then sent me back into like, I was just constantly printing for everyone else, trying to keep everyone happy again. You know what I mean? And mm. um, I was losing myself again. I think I'm seeing the pattern now. Yeah, exactly. I lost myself again. And uh, all my worth, like it was, my worth was determined on how quick I could get someone's job done, and how like good of a price I could do it, this and that. And it's like pff, I, don't, I went down that path, which made me feel crap constantly. I started drinking a lot more again even on my own, like because I'd already like pushed the friends away and not push them away, but just trying to have, start a life with this partner. Now you know what I mean. It went from the bachelor pad to a couple house. You know what I mean, and the business and my compound, all that stuff. Um, so I started binge drinking a lot to deal with it, stuff like that. Um, and then, uh, I was still like partying with the boys, but maintained the relationship, stuff like that. Um, and then we broke up, you know what I mean? And, um, she left me in debt and, you know, left me in this house. Like I'd kicked all my mates out so she could move in and this and that. And then I was left alone. You know what I mean? My mates had moved on. They had other places to go, like live and stuff like that. Some of them in relationships, all that. So it was just me and my dog left in this house. Um, I should say, backtrack tiny bit. Um, when I went through that mental break uh, breakdown, it was within this relationship kind of thing because the stuff that was she was doing and this and that was triggering me and, and the business and stuff so I had this massive mental breakdown um, well I guess it started before I moved the business home and then it finished like while well, I was in that relationship the mental breakdown but I started going to Reiki and stuff mm-hmm. and learning about meta, uh, meta, well, I'd already learned about manifestation but uh, meditation and stuff like that and that man Reiki's the best thing I ever did because it helped me do all the patterns you know what I mean up until that point that's what I mean I didn't know how I was winning in these fights and stuff and Reiki helped me pinpoint it back to oh because I was fighting my stepdad not the mm. person there they were just yeah, the right. face yeah. um, and it helped me like do pinpoint everything you know what I mean with my childhood and this and that and how I was putting myself into these relationships so, well, what's the relationship pinpoint like what do you think that is uh, that's like comes from watching my parents you know yeah, what I mean because right. my dad was a cheater he cheated on my mum constantly every weekend when right. and stuff like that so and, you attracted someone that cheated on you yeah and like see he, he my dad's still to this day never been married um, my mum's been married twice now um, and she's got a good partner now and they're all good and stuff like that but yeah I was just recreating the the relationships I've seen you know what I mean I didn't know any better I thought that was normal 
Um, so yeah, I, uh, after she left and stuff like that, I had to rebuild my life and, um, I did it without alcohol and stuff like that. Like I still had a bit of drinking here and there and stuff like that. Um, and like a couple of months of binge drinking here and there to deal with it, rah, rah. but I was like, nah, I'm going to make a change, man. I can't keep going down these paths. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to drink my way through this. I'm not going to have sex. Like I didn't have sex for like a year or two. You know what I mean? Just to like, nah, this is because I'll go down that path again. You know what I mean? And oh, yep, want it and then chase it and then be partying again. Cause so obviously it's an addiction cycle that's happening. So it, as it was about to, cause I think this is important as you're trying about to like react to that urge. Yep. What do you do? I just uh, went within myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? I started meditating a lot more and uh, just in my head a lot. You know what I mean? Uh, processing everything, processing my life, processing every part of it. Why do these things make me feel this way? Um, why do I go to alcohol and this and that? And the thing was, like, my nana, my pop, my dad, like, my mum, all these people fought with alcohol. Like, you know, I got a lot of alcoholics in my family. Um, and, you know, I grew up even watching my mum. Like, my mum used to punch on every weekend as well. Like, I, I recreated a lot of these things, especially when she was with that ex she used to fight like when she'd go out for her friends drinking and you know this and that so I, I just recreated a lot of my childhood and stuff like that I didn't know any better you know what I mean and not to put it all on them man like you see the crossy demons they were fighting too you know what I mean like there's heaps of stuff like that yeah. But, um, yeah, so I started really realizing my pattern after that last breakup and I rebuilt my life totally, you know what I mean? I, I, I was focused on admissive. I bought my dream car that I promised myself since I was 13, all these things, and the business was rolling. And then I met my partner, who I'm with now, and we had a baby recently, and she's the best. She, she's the first actual partner I've been with that's shown me unconditional love, you know, and the only thing besides my dog, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I really went within myself. I started just like not partying at all, not at all, like nothing stopped drinking this and that. Like I still have a a social drink now, this and that, but that's my downfall alcohol, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, so I started doing that and then I thought, you know what, I need to move out of this place. Like too much has happened here. I've been here for seven years. I've been through breakups fucking you know partying just constant even that ex like i should say that ex i broke up with Mm. um at 18 she was coming out to parties afterwards you know what i mean i fully didn't break the tire then like it was an ongoing thing and that was like that's what had happened we broke up 20 times a year you know what i mean and get back together through from 14 to 18 she still kept coming around so i was keeping that toxic stuff around you know what i mean the only thing that wasn't really happening was fighting because i'd only invite the people i liked around but if i went out clubbing sure as shit i'd see someone i had an issue with and we'd be on um so distancing yourself from that, how important was it? Oh, very important, man, because that's what was my pattern. You know what I mean? I, I went to alcohol and fight. It all just was one. Mm. You know what I mean? Alcohol, sex, drugs, fighting, it's all one. That was my release. So there's that quote where you become the five people you hang around? Exactly. What do you, what do you and think? the five people I was hanging around uh, like that that and more. You know what I mean? Like a lot of my friends went, like, got addicted to stuff and I didn't I fought the urge the whole time but I think that's just because I had admissive and writing and I had these other dreams that it's like if I get addicted or you know this and that I won't be able to do this and this is the only thing that saves me so if I don't do this I'm gone you know what I mean so, so having a purpose and a, a dream that's bigger than you yeah so also saved you you need something to get out of bed every day you need a set of dream and that's one thing that has helped me through these years is I write dot points every year even if I don't tick all them off, the confidence and and um, the fulfillment you get out of that when you consecutively say it's been like 14 years now that I've ticked off goals every single year and I've done like full A4 pages, you know what I mean, of goals. When you tick that off, man, you know you, you no one can stop you. It's, you know what I mean? it's so funny you say that because there's, I mean, look, even this, which I haven't mentioned yet, but yep. it's a meditation uh, gratitude journal which we're bringing in, but yep. it's like... I there's so many things which happening now yeah to me or to the business or to my life that I'm like oh I wrote that down two years ago or I I wrote that down eighteen months ago you know and yep. it just and it's like it doesn't like people think you're gonna write it down and tomorrow it's gonna fucking appear yeah but it's 
not. It's like, you, one, you do have to work on it. You don't yeah. just ride down and sit on your couch, but yeah. you, it does come. This is the microwave generation. I heard this on a Ben Baller podcast the other day. The microwave generation, you expect to be able to put your dream in the microwave in 30 <laughs> seconds, boom, it's done. No, nah, I hate to tell you, it takes 10, 14 years plus, you know what yeah. I mean, to build something. Mm. So you've got to, like you're saying, like I've got every book, uh, every goal list, every book that mm. I've ever written in, you know what I mean, still to this day, and I'll flick past and just remind myself like, whoa, dude, mm. you're a kid dreaming of everything you're doing right now. You know what I mean? It's funny that I haven't told you this, but there's this... Um, burner account the other night having a go at the pottery studios account yeah just like you know everything about me they knew everything about me you know i got this you know the whole pottery studio has been like funded and like blah 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 don't like i hate pottery and like i just want to ruin so every it sound, artist it sounds like yeah. an ex-girlfriend no, <laughs> no she no i wouldn't say it's my no, ex, but it, we we kind of know who it is but the the funny thing is when people focus their energy on your life and making up stories on why you're doing that and why they're not. It's yeah. just that's the reason they're not doing it. Exactly, man. But just focus on yourself. Exactly. You've got to focus on yourself. Like, you can't think... And like, see, I was programmed to be a very negative person. That's all I heard around me. You know I mean, I, I was a very negative person and that's why I choose to not be around negative people really or try not to be nowadays because it triggers me. Uh, not so much now that I've done the work and but, you know, it's ongoing. You're never done. For the rest of your life, you're going to be working and trying to heal yourself and stuff like that so i'm going up and down too like i mean my downs aren't like yours but like you the same way you can create what you want like yeah. if you start thinking the other way you're just going to attract all that yeah 100%. you're going back you're going to just attract that yeah 100 got to be careful what you think about all right so on that whole thing of manifesting what you don't want yeah. or like attracting all the negativity you tried to or thought about or really considered taking your life two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, do you want to touch on how you, you know, you've passed all the toxic stuff but you've managed to bring it back and where you're now heading? <laughs> okay, so pretty much, long story short, it all kind of come back because I fell into the pattern of like I got another shop when I moved and rah, 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 and I went off path from admissive again um, and started printing for everyone else and that triggered a lot of things, dealing with people, stuff like that. And um, just the stress, man, like having my son in that, like I felt like it was robbed from me because I couldn't enjoy the moment. You know what I mean? Like he was born at like 3-3-3, so he's an angel baby, in the morning on Friday and by Sunday night, I was just constantly getting hit with, how's my shirts going? And oh, like, it'd be like, congratulations, mate. How's my shirts going? When do you reckon they'll be done? You know what I mean? It's like, that's all I was thinking. That Monday, I went back to work. You know what I mean? So I didn't take any time off just to keep everyone else happy again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's really, and that's on the back of like heaps of stuff that's been going on over the last two years, stock issues, dealing with the wrong customers, rah, rah, rah. Um, and then, yeah, I was like, stuff got that bad that I was sitting there it was actually two times in the same week I contemplated taking my life, you know what I mean? I told my partner what I wanted her to do um, if I did take my life. Like, she doesn't want to hear this stuff, you know what I mean? But she loves me. She loves me unconditional, you know what I mean? No matter what. Um, so I started, like, setting out what I wanted her to do if I took my life, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, it was really low point, you know what I mean? And then I sat there at the river. I went for a walk on my own and I literally sat there and went through the motions of drowning myself, just walk in and drown myself, you know what I mean? And uh, I sat there and I went, this is bullshit, man. I'd rather be dead than do this. So this is the crossroads that I've come to so many times in my life already. And it's like, there's time to make serious changes, you know what I mean? I love admissive. Am I riding? Like, we haven't really touched on it, but I'm still a professional freestyle rider now. Um, I actually bought my own team and I can get out back on the road and do shows. But for the last two years, I've been printing everyone else's stuff, keeping them happy. You know what I mean? And you never can keep everyone happy, man. Like, yeah. I, I get a job done on time and then the next person's asked. It's just constant, constant, constant. And it's like, that's not what I want to do. Yeah. The print business, admissive bought the print business. That was for admissive's benefit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, I, um, I was at that low point. And I said, no, nah, stuff this, I'm done. I'm gutting the shop again. Our lease is ending. I'm not re-signing another one. I said I went in that day and I said I'm fucking moving. You know what I mean? I'm I'm am taking this home again. You know what I mean? At least for the next few months, and then next year I'll get another shop, but it's going to be fully restructured. You know what I mean? The print business was always meant to be a side business and it needs to stay that you know what i mean until i can get a good team around and um then build that on its own but admissive is the thing that's going to fund that it always has you know what i mean it's always the thing that helps that grow um 
So pretty much... You're so passionate about it. Oh, man, I love it. <laughs> it's tattooed on my hand, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's what I live for, admissive clothing, you know what I mean? That's my baby, that's saved my life, and I this stuff comes from that, you know what I mean? I've always dreamt of doing this, but I was too busy trying to keep everyone else happy, locked in a print shed, printing for everyone else, you know what I mean, instead of doing things and, and getting, you know, trying to help other people. So I'll just quickly say that I don't think a lot of people would realise you still manually do them all it's not automatic yeah no like, I, I i do like so there is a lot of most shops are still manual but like yeah i manual print everything man yeah. um i'm known for my quality um because i got obsessed with it and i locked myself in and i needed that quality to be on point you know what i mean so i'm known around the world for how clean and crisp our prints are you know what i mean but that takes time you can't do that stuff like on an automatic press you've mm-hmm. got to do that manual mm-hmm. so if you want quality it takes time. You know what I mean? And that's what I've been trying to get across to people, but it's just the whole everyone wants it now world. Mm. So fine, go somewhere else. Go to another printer for automatic press. Um, I'll have my own automatic press in the future, but that'll be for admissive. And then we'll start taking on automatic jobs. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I'm done, man. I hope that doesn't mean admissive clothing's going to go down with automatic press. No, nah, no way in the world. Cause that'll always, I've promised myself admissive will be on a manual press. Yeah, It'll always yeah. be a manual, but admissible by that press. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. For something yeah. else. You yeah. know what I mean? Because um, I've got a lot of things in the works. You know what I mean? We should probably do a business podcast because like, I've got a lot of stuff going on with my sponsored athletes and stuff, mm. which is like going to take up a lot of the automatic press will be used for that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, cool. Yes. But, um, so yeah, right now, as it stands today, I'm actually, I'm working from home. It's the best ever, man. I've literally three, four days, I've, I've still got the shop, but I'm slowly moving everything out, stuff like that. Mm. But I don't work anymore. I get paid to do what I love. I'm retired. I'm back to doing admissive. Mm. I only print for my friends and close print customers that have been there for me for years. And that's plenty enough. Like, I've, yeah, plenty enough. But um, yeah, now I'm back to chasing my passions, doing my dreams, and, and I feel on fire, man. As soon as I made that decision, opportunities like this have been popping up, you know mm. what I mean? And and it's what great. Happens? You start attracting it all. Yeah, exactly, because I was, I, I was vibrating on such a low level because mm. I was doing something that I didn't want to do every day mm. and dealing with people that didn't care about me. You know what I mean? They just want their print product. They don't care what it takes. Like They don't care if I just had a baby. They don't care if I'm working 100-hour weeks. They don't care if my depression and I've not eaten for days. You know what I mean? They don't mm. care about any of that as long as their job's done they couldn't care less mm. i used to like in my main depression times it's like i used to i wanted to blow my brains out on, on it's like you want your shirts i want to blow my brains out what are you going to do if i do that you're not getting your shirts so just back off like this is my passion i'll do it anyway i don't need anyone to tell me to do this i mm. do this for the fun you know what i mean i've done this forever mm. but anyway it all got too much my life has gone in the direction that i didn't want to i haven't written shows in fucking two years you know what mm. i mean that's not cool that's mm. taken away fully from what i want to do and what my intuition and my soul heart and soul tell me to do you know what i mean so yeah cool. um so we'll We'll start to try like wrap it up a little bit, but I want to. Obviously, there's so much in this. Yeah, thing. yeah. Sorry, guys, if I like um, spewed yeah. so much information on you and stuff. We'll, we'll get you back to yeah. keep it up. I just um, wanted to touch on all the main things. And, yes, yeah. I think everyone kind of gets where you came from now and where you're heading. It's um, I think it's exciting to see where admissive is going. Yeah. Um, Thanks. if you're going to get like, just give a couple of um key points if someone is going through struggles. I mean. When you said you went down to the river, even just doing that, I yeah. mean, it's not much. But a yeah. lot, I know there's people who sit in their room and don't leave. They might smoke weed and just never leave the TV. Yeah. Getting up and going to the river is probably going to be, you know, yeah. that's going to help. Yeah. But what are, what are a couple of things like that you think might, um, you know, get people through it? Well, you know, people say talk about it and stuff. And like I've tried to talk about it. I've been an open book my whole life. Mm. But you can't expect other people that haven't been through the same stuff to understand you and resonate with you or even know what to say. It's pretty heavy when you're like talking about taking your own life and stuff. Mm. So you need to become one with yourself. Love yourself. You know, before you can love anyone else, you need to love yourself. Um, You need to sit with yourself. And like if you can't stand your own company, how is anyone going to? Like Mm. how do you expect anyone to? Um, So I think the main thing is to create a strong relationship with yourself. You know what I mean? Um, Put yourself first because you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm. You know what I mean? Learn who you are to your core that anyone else's opinion and stuff does not matter. It Mm. does. It's just background noise. You know what I mean? Um, It's funny because back to that story the other night, it's like I'm getting attacked. Yeah zero care like i'm just sitting there like i said some one smart ass thing back just yeah. as a joke and then 
Gabby takes over the phone and yeah. she starts replying. I'm like, just leave it. Like, yeah. she's attacking me and yeah. I don't give a shit. Like, I don't know who yeah. it is. I just don't get. You can't say anything that's going to upset me. You could, you could punch me in her because yeah. I've been in many fights as you. But like, if you say things, it's yeah. like, okay, cool. Well, are you exactly? That's right. Are you and okay? <laughs> that, that's the thing, though. Um, you've got to also remember if you choose to engage with that, you're creating yeah. a, a bonding energy. You exactly. know what I mean? And you're going yeah. to take on their vibes and stuff. Yeah. And you go down to that. Yeah, level. you go down to that. You know what I mean? And that's what like happens to me because I've already got that negative negative mindset when a negative customer comes. You know, I vibrate down to them because it's I'm already trying to fight through stuff, mm. especially when I'm at weak points and like you know got a son, some dis like um, son on the way, and all these things going on you know what i mean mm. but yeah my main thing would be to be one at yourself and also set goals man like you uh, you can think about it all you want in your head but it doesn't count it's not mm. it's not until it's written down it's mm. not set in stone you know what i mean and when you tick that off oh man i can't describe the feeling you get from that and the confidence and stuff mm. like that you know what i mean like if i had had a book like this um mm. that helped me uh, be able to actually break down the bits and pieces and like goal setting and meditation stuff like that it would have changed my life you know what mm. I mean because like I said I come from family criminals and stuff like that I was pretty much illiterate like <laughs> it was all new to me all foreign I, I just started writing goals on a piece of paper and mm. stuff like that but so this it's not a I mean I was just thinking it's not a goal setter but it does a goal planner but it does help you plan like my intention today Mm. Um, well, and I'd feel accomplished if I achieved this. Well, so you're putting that out there yeah. as to what I you're creating your life yeah. the next day, yeah. what you want your day to be like. And then at night time, you're reflecting on it and going, okay, well, I did that and I didn't do that. Yeah, well, in my opinion, that's still goal setting. You yeah, know what I mean, it's exactly. goal setting for the day, and that's what you should do. You take um, in, in the short scheme of things, like to get mm. out of that stuff, just set daily goals. Set four things that... For that day, if you get that done, you've won the day. Literally. You know what I mean? And boys, tick those four things off and just snowball from there. Mm. Like I believe in having daily goals and then long-term goals. You know what I mean? For the whole year or for 10 years or whatever. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, awesome. But honestly, block out what other people are saying. You know what I mean? No one knows you like you know yourself. It's all outside perspective. And you've got to remember people's perspective is like controlled by what they're going through too. You know what I mean? Like if they're negative, of course they're going to see everything else negative. You know what I mean? So believe in yourself. Um, and yeah, like drinking alcohol and stuff is cool and like social and stuff like that. But don't binge, man. There's no, there's no way. All the chemicals don't agree with the chemicals that are already in our body. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's hangovers and like when you come down off drugs, you know, you're at a weak point then anyway. Yeah. Um, Just come to claim one night. Hey? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I, I, honestly, <laughs> I went and did a clay night after we spoke and stuff and it was amazing. Like I see what it's about now. You know what I mean? For the first time in my whole life, probably, I can't remember the last time that I was so present and mm. didn't think about anything other than what I was doing in that moment and for two hours hours straight yeah you, know you were I mean? in the zone yeah, yeah. Your girlfriend's vase yeah exactly and that, that's the thing too like that's what screen printing and all this has been for me yeah. i found things and you know like that was therapeutic because i was doing that then it turned into the other stuff and it was stress rah, rah, rah. Mm. but like you got to find things to keep you busy too and and th- be obsessed with them who cares yeah. if you if you like lego and you're old like you're 30 years old who cares that's your thing, you know what I mean? Like, just because this bitter person over here gave up their childhood mm. dreams because of one person saying it doesn't mean you have to. Keep it real, man. That's what I've always done. Keep it real, you know what I mean? And not everyone's liked me for that, but who cares? Mm. I, I, every time that I'm not real, I don't like myself. And then I end up going down these paths and depression and all that stuff. Uh, when I be me, I'm so happy and content. It's crazy. And just in the last week since I've moved the business home, like I, I could still be printing from the shop and stuff like that. I don't want to. I'm done there. That's That energy needs to be ended. You know what I mean? Um, in the last week, I am in more in love with screen printing than I have been in five years. You know what I mean? Like, And just constantly cranking with admissive ideas and, you know. Yeah. But in um, your creative flow, yeah, exactly. Like, but yeah, like uh, if you ever going through stuff, um, reach out. You know what I mean? I know everyone says that, and I'm guilty of it. I don't reach out either because I know what it's like when you're in that mindset and stuff. You don't want to talk, and nothing people can say um, can help anyway. So yeah. that's why I talk about creating that relationship with yourself. You know what I mean? Because you're the only one that's always going to be there for yourself, no matter Mm. what. You're the one who's going to pick you up off the ground. You know what I mean? Anytime that, like, all sorts of stuff like that, ball of my eyes out, couldn't get jobs done, or this and that on the ground, like, defeated, like, I'm done. I've mustered the strength up within, deep within myself, and I pulled Mm. myself up. I pulled myself out of those suicidal places and all these things. No one else did. It was me. And that's why you need to be strong within yourself. 
hundred percent. Love talking to you, mate. It no, was thanks great. for having me. We could me, probably man. talk all day. Oh, we could. These are in the print, so once it comes out, yep. I will give you the first copy. Oh, stoked, man. Right. That'd be awesome. Thanks for having thanks, me. Legion. I really appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. Thank you.